0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Graveyard. I'm the Graveyard Gamer. Thank you for joining me for another Graveyard Review. This time, I'm reviewing Ratchet & Clank, which is the 2016 remake of the original PS2 game that released way back in 2002. Now, this game was actually made as both a remake and a tie-in to a 2016 animated movie release. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't ever remember any kind of trailer, any kind of preview, anything for that movie. But as far as this actual Ratchet & Clank series go, I've said it before. I've never played one of their games before. Honestly, I kind of wrote them off as kiddie platformer games. Like Sony's version of the Mario games from Nintendo. Like their next step after Crash Bandicoot. However, with the upcoming Ratchet & Clank into the Nexus coming for the PS5 looking so good. I decided, you know what, if I got a chance to play Ratchet & Clank, I'm going to play Ratchet & Clank. So that brings me to my first ever Ratchet and Clank game. Let's start this review off by just going and putting this out there. This game was so beyond what I expected. I mentioned that in my last Graveyard Gaming episode. So with that being said let's jump right in. So starting this review off let's talk about the graphics and I've always said that cartoon style graphics will hold up better than when games try to get too realistic. And this is honestly a great example of that. This game is over four years old and it looks phenomenal. Everything has a nice crispness to it. It just has this overall clean feeling, you know, reflections and everything like that. The sun shining, everything looks great. I mean, the lighting really does play a key role in how good this game looks. This game really goes for like an animated movie style, which makes sense considering it was tying into an animated movie. And it makes me wonder if I watch the movie, how close will the game and the movie look to each other? All the characters are designed in a way that fits with the world that was created here. Not to mention, the whole time Ratchet runs, his little ears bounce. And I just thought that was a cool little detail that once I noticed, I couldn't help but get a good chuckle out of. Speaking of the worlds, you're going to travel to several of them in this game. Mostly just to kind of visit like one big city. But they all look different. They all feel different. And not in the way that a lot of game reuses assets and swaps colors and, you know, the placement of things. A.K.A. Marvel's Avengers that just came out. No, in this game, when you go to a different planet, it actually feels like a different planet. Like, I really, really enjoyed what they did here. The closest game I can replicate that to is if you think about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Every time you went to a different planet, it felt different. That's what it's like here. No two planets are going to look the same. They're all going to feel different. Visually, I was in love with this game. You usually don't hear me rave about graphics in games, and honestly, maybe it's just this style that I dig so much, but I absolutely love what Ratchet and Clank had going on for it. From the visual fidelity to the little details. I just really, really can't go on enough about how good this game looks. So guys, when we talk about the story, again, this is a remake of the original game. So you're going to see the origins of how Ratchet met Clank. Now my understanding is there are new planets they explore and also some new cutscenes. So if you played the original 2002 game and you didn't play this game, there is actually going to be some more stuff for you. Obviously I can't speak to that and tell you like how much is different, how many planets are new, but I can tell you that as far as the story goes, there's going to be a few twists and turns and it's told in such a fun and charming way that it really is a solid story and it just keeps it fun the entire way through. The story is told in kind of a flashback and you get the feeling that Ratchet he's just wanting to move past his current station in life and become a hero which he even tries out to become one and just gets rejected because he's not big enough. Then once he meets up with an escaping Clank we get Ratchet set out on an adventure to ultimately team with Clank to not only save the galaxy, but they're going to try to stop this, it's kind of like a Death Star type weapon, just in reverse, if you will. I really liked what they had going on here. I thought the story's pretty good. I think it's fun. And I think it's funny. Like, there's some genuinely funny moments in here. And it has a nice, fun take on that typical Star Wars sci-fi style story where somebody's dreaming of being an adventure. And in certain circumstances, they get to go do that. In fact there is a scene where Ratchet's looking up at the sky just like Luke Skywalker looking up into the sky. What really makes this game stand out and the story really pop is the voice acting. Again I use the word charming and it really comes down to how funny the writing is and how well it's delivered here. And this includes some star power since they were also voices in the movie at the time. And that star power includes Paul Giamonte and Rosario Dawson so you get to hear some actual stars. All the voice acting is solid. You never get the feeling like, who did they put in this role? Where did this guy come from? Like, it's all genuine. But again, it doesn't take itself so seriously either. I really enjoyed the story. It just helps it stand apart as like, wow, I'm really getting into this game, really enjoying what they're doing here. So guys, when we talk about gameplay, this is a third-person shooter slash platformer. With a ton, and I mean a ton of weapons to unlock, to buy, and to upgrade. But starting with the basics, the foundation of movement and platforming is dang near perfect. I can't think of a time that I tried to make a jump, and I didn't know if I could make it or not, just because of it being wonky. There's even times where the different platform you're jumping to is going to be moving in and out, up or down, you have to time it. I never felt like, oh man, this this is going to be too hard. There's also cool little sections where you're like on a rail. You'll be using these boots, and you'll have to jump from rail to rail. You'll have to knock mines out of your way, jump over lasers. All of that felt smooth. Also in this game, there's going to be sections where you're in a jetpack. And let's be honest, in a lot of games when you're in a jetpack and you're trying to shoot at people and stay in the air and fly, especially in this game when you have to keep refueling the jetpack, that can get really clunky, but not in this game. This game actually handles it really, really well. Now going to the weapons themselves... They're varied, from shooting simple lasers, to shooting these blades that bounce all over the place, to the fun Groovatron grenades that cause all enemies, even bosses, to just start dancing, to like some 1970s disco music, including a disco ball that comes from the sky, and even disco music that you can actually hear, and it'll get louder the closer you move up, the farther you move back, which I thought was a really cool sound design. There's also this awesome pixel gun that turns all your enemies into these 8-bit pixels that honestly, the more you upgrade, it just becomes a beast. I won't say that I loved every gun, but what I can say is more often than not, once I started putting more and more upgrades into each gun, I enjoyed that gun more and more. So certain guns like the Sheepinator that turns your enemies into sheep, at first, I really didn't like the gun because it took forever for it to work. But once you upgraded it, man, that game became really cool as well. Excuse me, that gun became really cool as well. Now, each weapon upgrades by finding these crystals in the world. And I honestly got to say that I found them at such a regular pace that I never felt like I was getting stagnant. I always felt like I could upgrade the weapons. In fact, the way you upgrade is you get to this little box that will be randomly throughout the world, and it allows you to buy the upgrades or refill your health or your ammo and honestly I felt like every time I went there no matter how close they were to each other I felt like I had enough to at least buy one upgrade. Now you're also going to earn nuts and bolts by smashing things just like in a lego game if you want to picture it that way. These things go towards buying new weapons or refilling your health and ammo. There are also crates out there that you just smash that are just health and ammo. Now what I really like about this system is unlike the lego games I mentioned. The different items they never disappear forcing you to try to run toward them especially in a hectic battle they usually fly towards you on their own or they stay on screen until you can get to them with excess health and ammo just staying there in case you need it later so if you're in one section and you take out all the enemies and you go up there and you get some health but you've already smashed a couple health things you don't have to worry like oh crap i should have saved those Like They'll stay there, so if you get a little bit farther down, like, hey, I need some help, you can run back and get it. Same thing with the ammo. I thought that was great. Because if you ever play a Lego game, some of those things, if you don't get to them quick enough, they disappear, and it can be frustrating. I will say there are a few times during those hectic encounters that there would be so many nuts and bolts flying through the air. On one hand, it'd be really impressive because the frame rate doesn't drop, But on the other hand, it could lead to a very cluttered screen, especially when you get to a brand new area with a bunch of crates around, a bunch of smashable items, and a bunch of enemies. Man, you can hit something and just your whole screen is just stuff flying at you. I will say, and I mentioned this in my last Graveyard Gaming episode, my trophy of the month was for collecting all 60 brains on a certain level. Trust me, you're going to want to do that for the weapon you receive. It's going to help you when you want to smash multiple crates at once and also allowing you to get more nuts and bolts from farther away without having to run to them. Also I mentioned bosses and yes just like an old school game almost each planet or really level if you want to call it that has a boss to clear at the end. I love the bosses. Maybe not the final boss as much but they were a lot of fun figuring out and with your arsenal of weapons. None seem too hard and you could usually find a good set of weapons and mix and match and try new combos to take the enemies down. Now sadly there are a few issues with the gameplay. First up is weapon swapping. The system itself isn't broken, but it doesn't pause the action of the game while you're trying to change the hotkeys or move the weapons from you know wherever you want them on the directional pad. This can lead to a lot of damage should you find yourself having to change out weapons that are out of ammo during one of those really busy encounters with a lot of enemies, or a boss fight. Because as you're sitting there and you're holding down the button trying to switch to a different weapon, you're constantly getting hit. That can be frustrating. Now you can go into the pause menu, you can switch it that way, but I kind of felt that menu itself was kind of clunky, and I just felt like it was taking you too much out of the game to do that. When honestly, just simply pausing the action as you were holding down the hotkeys would have really went a long way here. Then there's these puzzles called trespassing puzzles. You hook your gun up to this machine and you gotta move these lasers in a way that all the different, I don't know what you'd call them, lights are lit up, but at the same time the lasers can't be blocking. I'll be honest with you, about the time I figured, or at least I thought I'd figure out how to make these things work, I'd get to the next one and I'd be scratching my head and just frustrated. I made it to one of the last levels of the game and I just was like, screw it, I'm using the hack that the game offers you. It's an option. I did it. it. even pops up to me, hey, if you do this, you're kind of screwing yourself out of any trophies. But I had to do it because it just it wasn't going to work. I wasn't going to get all those trespassing puzzles on my own anyway. So I didn't earn that trophy. To me, they're just not well done. They're overly complicated. And they're just not fun. They kind of break up the fun that you might be having. I also got to admit that the ship controls were a little clunky in the segments we get to use them they felt like they were they just needed some some fine tuning and they could have been the highlight of the game. Because they're actually really cool backdrops or really cool sequences. It's just man, if they let you turn a little faster or have a better chance of shooting the weapons and hitting some I, I I don't know, man. They just could have used a little bit more tightening. But as they were, they just came up just short. And lastly, I gotta say the hoverboard races, they're not bad. But I do feel like those can have been tightened up as well. I think a lot of players will notice the first two out of three laps doesn't matter what you do you're gonna be behind and then that third lap it's really where the race begins because then you'll start passing people but i also found it so easy to fall off the track i found it so easy to miss things. i i don't know i just wasn't a huge fan myself for my trophy hunters out there the trophies in this game, I got to say, they're pretty well spread out. There are a few for each level that are fun to go for. There's some combat ones that can also be kind of fun to go for as well. And then there's those miscellaneous ones that are like, hey, can you smash every item in this room? Can you find this secret area? I thought those were pretty cool. Now be aware, there's a challenge mode in this game, which is really just fancy to for new game plus, And the game does want you to play that because not only is there a trophy set for that, but you're not going to upgrade your weapons fully until you play through that mode as well. So, you're looking at two playthroughs if you want to get a Platinum, but the game's a lot of fun. I'll let that be up to you. I enjoyed what I got out of the trophies. Fun factor. Man, where do I even begin? Like I said in the open, I really didn't expect much, except for honestly a solid little platformer, to kind of scratch that platformer itch I had. What I got was a game that seriously makes me regret not playing these games from the beginning and has me seriously putting thought into buying the PS3 and PSP games. I recently told Mr. C from Gaming with Mr. C on YouTube that I know I probably won't get a PS5 until next year, but Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus will be one of my first purchases. I can't express how much fun this game is and how much I enjoyed it. I highly recommend this game to anyone. I didn't even think I would enjoy but I have loved this game. Now with all of this being said, I have to give this game a very high score of a 9.25. There are a few minor issues that hold it back a little, but this is one of the best games I have played this generation, and one of the best games I have ever played. Like I seriously did not expect this from this game, in fact the first day I started playing this game, I was kind of like, eh, it's cool. But within 30 minutes, I was hooked. So if you have not played this game, I'm telling you right now, go check it out.